Welcome to Under Construction. I'm your host for the evening, Rodney Richardson. To my left is Jamal Darby. To my right is Vince Dunlap. How was your weekend? Um, it was a good weekend until Carolina lost. It was a bad weekend. <laughs> but then Duke lost, and it was a good weekend. <laughs> but the Hornets just lost by 50 points. 70, something 70 points, six, 100 points. Yeah, um, and that was not a good weekend again. I feel you. Jamal? More the same, man. Uh, we had good weather. Zach, yeah, whatever. Hey, man, that's that's a good weekend. Yeah, right? man. So good weather, and I saw a bunch of breweries in Charlotte this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna say tell you how, but I just saw a bunch of breweries <laughs> this weekend. I did not know Charlotte had so many breweries. <laughs> Pour up. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into our uh, Hornets uh, segment of, of the uh, recording uh, called the 10th uh, pick. Uh, the Hornets finished the week one and two. We just got the break beat out of us by Golden State. We lost to our daddy, LeBron James, and uh, we beat the Spurs. What's your reaction for the week? I don't understand how teams like Minnesota and Sacramento and all these other bottom feeder teams can beat San Antonio, can beat LeBron in L.A., and can beat the Warriors, but then when they play up, us, we lose by 20, 30, 40 points. I don't, I don't understand that. And that is really, really irking me right now. I don't even care about the fact that we went one and two this week because I think I think they just reassured us that they're not that we're not going to the playoffs. I no and I don't even I don't even have a problem with that at this point. But it's how you're losing. And I don't understand how we beat the Spurs on a four-game win streak and we somehow, some way cannot beat LeBron James still. Kemba Walker is 0-28 versus LeBron James. I thought we was going to win it. I legitimately thought we had a good chance to beat the Lakers. And this Lakers team is worse than any of those LeBron James's Cleveland Cavaliers teams, I believe. And somehow, someway, we somehow, someway still find a way to lose to LeBron James and his merriment. Jamal? So last week, you know, I was saying that the Hornets have sucked me back in. They have regurgitated me back out now. <laughs> I am back to normal. I am back in Hornets misery. I am back to my emotionless, numb self. It was all good when we beat the Spurs. It, it, gotcha. We were riding high, four-game win streak. It's like, wow, man, this team looks different. I was ready to come on this show and brag about how we were going to be 2-1 because I thought we were going to lose one game this week. And I was ready. I was going to be like, man, they're, they're doing it to us. But lo and behold, we're, we're back to Hornets misery. Gotcha. And let me speak specifically to the Lakers game. They are not a good basketball team. I have seen so many instances in where in highlights when it looked like they don't care, the pieces don't fit, the, the body language is bad, Luke Walton gets criticized so much on his coaching decisions, Lance Stevenson acts like an ass, and you take all that and they still do this to us. <laughs> let, let me be very clear about something. I hate the Lakers more than I hate taxes. If there was a level of hate, it's, it's death, taxes, the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate that's, that's it. Funny. It's listen, LeBron, it, LeBron. It, it messes with me when we lose to the Lakers, and it's that much more frustrating because I I truly feel like we just like our mental toughness is not there when we play the Lakers. And, and and let me cut in on that. You're talking about mental toughness. Earlier this week, Lance Stevenson crossed up somebody. Some I don't, guy. I, I don't know. He crossed up Jeff somebody. Jeffrey. 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 Okay, he crossed him up. Now, even though he stepped on his foot, it's still looking good. Made ESPN talk to <laughs> All this stuff. But Lance Stevenson, in limited time, has looked pretty good this year for L.A. Yeah. Why we couldn't get this Lance Stevenson? What did he learn how to shoot? 
Why we couldn't get Hot Negro when he came to show Charlotte? Why, why we couldn't get this? Why is it that players always come to Charlotte, crap the bed, and then they go elsewhere, and it's like we get what we, we thought we were going to Allow me to be a basketball nerd for a second, okay? During this four-game winning streak, like, I, I just know that I noticed that schematically, defensively, that's where the difference was. It's like we were mm-hmm. trapping, aggressive, the on-ball defense was good, we were buying up one on one, and then we just kind of lose it all during this Lakers game. Like, it's just all they shoot something like 67% the whole game, man. They are a good offensive. Eh, nah, let me take that back. They're an okay offensive team. They're looking pretty good with LeBron. Great against us. And it's something I've been watching basketball a long time, man. And I cannot honestly say I understand it. I simply don't get it, man. And I'm not even gonna talk about the Warriors game. There's nothing to talk yeah, about. That was that was that was, that was scheduled. I, I, I would I'll, I'll say, look, man. They they got holes uh, Saturday night. They came in here mad. They're already Team USA. It. <laughs> Yeah, look, let me ask you something else. Since we're on the whole Kimba can't, can't beat LeBron James kick, right? Right. We we all have criticized Kevin Durant because he lost to the Warriors and then in the offseason chose to go play with him. Kimba Walker, free agent. We don't know what he's going to do, but everybody's looking for him. Considering the fact that he has never beat LeBron, would you feel some type of way if he were to team up and play in L.A. with LeBron considering he's 0-28? Absolutely not. LeBron is probably the second worst Play ever. What you Living, got? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Living in LA, you're going to be in the playoffs. You're going to have better teammates, more exposure, all NBA team. LA life. Only man. 28. Only 28 versus You, you can't beat them, join them. Really but, but, but we mad at KD for doing it. We, we mad at KD. Are y'all really asking me how I would feel? Hey, <laughs> man, take off. Tell me how you feel, man. Are, you, are y'all really asking no, me this question? Do it. Let's no. Get it. Did you not hear what I just said about the Los Angeles? Do you? Listen, man, all all those are very fair points. But at the end of the day, I am still a diehard fan of this team, of Kimmel Walker. And if not that it matters, but UConn as well. That ties into the Kimmel Walker being on the Hornets thing. Hell no. (laughs) I don't want Walker go play with the Lakers. Look, man, there are other teams Kimmel Walker can go to that have success. Can it not be the Lakers if he goes? The Clippers are going to have cat money. Go to any anybody but the Los Angeles Lakers. And as far as like, if, if there's any kind of comparison, if we're talking about Kim Walker and Kevin Durant, I don't think they'll do it the same way. I don't know if no. that matters in free agency. Again, I just don't see Kim. I don't. I don't now, see that. Now game. I wasn't comparing it to. Right, right. But I was just bringing the situation. And, right? I'm, and I'm simply saying, if there was a comparison to be made, you know what I mean. Gotcha. And I, I just, I, I don't think so. And, and again, man, like I feel like mass media and all the legions of Lakers fans. They all want that to happen. LeBron fans. LeBron fans. But who's to say that's Kim Walker's desire? Gotcha. We don't know. Okay, man. so recently, after the game, the day after, Adrian Rojanowski released a tweet saying that they shut down LeBron for the rest of the season. Why does he hate us so much? And, and, and that's, that, that goes into my last question. Why is it that when, when, when it's involving the Hornets, it's always worst case scenario. Now, lately there's been a lot of talk about LeBron James shutting it down for the season, whether or not he uh, he should have done it because Mike wouldn't have done it, Kobe wouldn't have done it. Here's my deal. I've always, I've been a huge critic of LeBron James his entire career. I, I, I love him as a player, 
loving what he's done off the court, but his on the court play, I've always been a critic. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with him shutting down. I more so agree with Kobe, with with Mike's, with those type of players. However, if 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 Kobe takes some nights off because of low management, if he shuts it down when when the Lakers get eliminated from the playoffs, maybe he's a maybe he's able to extend his career by another gotcha. year or two. So a lot of people are upset at LeBron right now because he's he's shutting it down for the, uh, these last what six or seven games. Seven games yeah. But by by doing so, it's going to allow him to be that much more effective next season and the other season come. So it's so if you take out that they dog so to speak or that mamba mentality or whatnot he's been smart to piggyback on that how do you feel for the fans who bought tickets to those last games you buy tickets for the t- for the name on the front of the jersey and not the name on the back of the jersey hey man lebron is an icon man I, I'm, I'm buying tickets to see lebron i'm sorry i Go mean who's a kid jamal number one screw those fans like, <laughs> I, I have no sympathy i have Zero sympathy for any grown person who buys a basketball ticket to see one person. That's the basketball snob in me that's speaking. I don't care. I have no sympathy. Now, for kids, uh, I, you know, I, I get it. I we, I was a Jordan fan. I was a kid. I, I kind of get it. But for grown men, I, I could care less. As gotcha, far as gotcha. LeBron taking the time off, I... As if I wasn't angry enough at the loss to the Lakers. I then I see that tweet the next day. It's like a joke. It's just like <laughs> does does I think LeBron wakes up every day and sees a Michael Jordan poster is like how can I screw him How can over? I screw him over today? <laughs> and you, and even if we even talk, if we even like rewind back to previous seasons, you know when he was with the Cavs or the Heat, he there'd be like there'd be sporadic games where he just rests. Take the take the game. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Why did that ever happen when he came to Charlotte? It, it was one all, time? he was always he did, did it one time. He, he would one time. always take the game off the game before they played Charlotte, and then he would play Charlotte and put up forty five. He's like he's like he's like I got to stick it to Mike. I'm better than Mike. Ah. <laughs> It's almost like he has a voodoo doll, and it's a, it's Michael Jordan with a, with a Hornets jersey on. He just he's just <laughs> what can I do today? I mean, I, I was looking at some stats today. He has won literally over eighty percent of the games against the Hornets Bobcats franchise. He has his career high against the Bobcats. <laughs> And you know the sad. You know man. what's sad about that? I don't even believe that LeBron James is the type of person that says, "I'm playing Charlotte today. I'm going to try and get a triple double." I don't even think he tries. I think he just goes out there and play, and it just so happens that he's playing Charlotte and, when he's putting on his But but here's one thing you have to think about: like our quote unquote core has been together a lot of those a lot of LeBron James's career. That is true. It's the same people he's playing against. It's been the same defense scheme. It's been the same, I hate to say it, kind of soft players and soft style of defense against LeBron. It's a pattern. And I just wonder, like, does management notice this? Does the coach notice it? And look, man, my whole thing is those guys get paid a lot more money and they know a lot more basketball than I do. Yeah. I just, it's frustrating for me because I just don't feel like I see anything attempted to be different. Gotcha. Defensively, physically, or anything else. Gotcha. Yeah. So, before our Western road trip, we're going to get a, 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 into something that happened uh, Thursday yeah. afternoon. Our radio host, Chris Kroger, was let go. For reasons unknown, uh, he previously worked for WFNZ and ESPN 730. What's your guys' take on that? I'll let you guys know. It's kind of hard for me to have a take because everybody's so tight-lipped about it. Just to kind of share my experience 
address. I was actually listening to him on WFNZ that morning. He was yeah. he had a guest spot on, on the radio show, and I was driving in my car, and Tweet Alert popped up, and I'm just like, what did he say this morning? Like, was it something he said? And I forgot exactly, you know, where I read it, but um, the only thing the Hornets, I think it was the Hornets PR Twitter account, the only thing they said was a company policy was violated. So, I mean, it, it's really, it's, it's unfortunate, man, because everybody knows how much he loved the job. A lot of people loved him on the radio. Mm -hmm. It seemed to be a perfect marriage, man. And for him to get let go so abruptly, and for nobody to know why, it's 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 terrible. It's yeah. Yeah, and uh, I pretty much co-signed. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, before he took over his radio announcer this year, I didn't know too much about Chris Kroger. Mm -hmm. um, I'd seen the name for the run a few times, but I didn't know too much of it. But you know, just being around you guys, I knew that he was very passionate about the Hornets. Mm -hmm. He grew up watching them. He was very elated when he became the radio announcer. And the first time I heard him on the radio was maybe about a month ago. Yeah. And it was, it's it's easily the best radio play-by-play -play I have ever heard in, in my short history of this radio. And I felt so strongly that I went on Twitter to give him a shout-out and all that good stuff. So he was very passionate about, about the Hornets. So for us to wake up, a couple of days ago to the news that he no longer works there. And like Jamal said, with him being, with, with, with them being so tight-lipped about it, I hate to say this, but I'm thinking that we're, like, what, like, it's, it's not good. Not so, good. I don't know what the worst is, but it's, it can't be good. Yeah. And, Overall, it, it just sucks. I, I don't I don't even know what to say about it. It just and sucks. Then we're already having like the like a crappy basketball scene. We can't even keep the radio guy. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, man, I mean, what what's then, next, man? And, then, and, then, and in addition to that, we 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 basically unretired. The guy that we just on. retired, Steve Martin. So what's, up? what's up, Steve? Steve was probably on at at the at some lake in Maine relaxing. He got the phone call. He's like. What okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got put an asterisk by his by by his Entire play by play because uh, so 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 now he's basically like Joy. Now we got to have another retirement ceremony. <laughs> no, it's overkill, man. You know what I want to see just for craps and giggles? I want to see Steve Martin. Do the radio call with his bobblehead right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a little you bring little Steve. <laughs> All right, it was it was fun talking Hornets. Uh, I, I just wish the situation get rectified and we know a little yeah. more. We're gonna jump into the Panthers back to back winning seasons. What's that? <laughs> that's the name of our segment. Okay. We've never had back to back never, winning never, seasons. Never. But so uh, on Wednesday, our popular quarterback, the great Cam Newton, released a uh, Instagram photo of him flipping, of him basically flipping us the bird to all his haters. <laughs> <laughs> this endeared him to a lot more fans. What's your guys' opinion on that? Okay. I love Cam. Other than not diving on the football, he hasn't done anything that I really egregiously disagree with anything. And even still, I, I, I to an extent, understand why he didn't dive on the football. I'm all about expressing yourself and individuality and all that good stuff. But when I saw the photo on Instagram, I immediately just took a deep breath because I knew it wasn't going to be good. It's coming. Uh, Cam Newton, you, you, are, you are the face of the Carolina Panthers in the Bible Belt. You're an African-American outspoken player, and I completely understand why you did it. I do, but 
it was a bad move. It yeah. was it was it was a bad move. And there's and and I'm not I don't think I'm trying to be PC about it. I think he could have expressed whatever he was wanting to express in a different way. And maybe maybe he did it intentionally because he knew flipping the bird off to everybody would, would, would get the attention that he's getting now. So who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody's in his ear saying, Hey, any press is good press, you know? But when with the fan base that we have, with where we are, when 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 I saw it, I just like okay, here we go, yeah. here we go. Jamal, I loved it. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. Of course, you I, love I, it. I, I, it's I, your personality. I feel like I was looking at my spirit animal. <laughs> like man, you you get me, Cam. And man, here's my thing, man. Cam could walk into a burning church and save nine orphans, and the same people who criticize him are still gonna find something to not like about him and criticize him. It's maybe it's my cynical self. I just don't think it matters. I, I really don't, man. And the only thing it could have possibly made worse is the people who already hate him. Hate him more. We're gonna hate him more. Hate him more. And, and but at the same time, man, there's nothing you can do to change those people. There's nothing Cam can do to change those people's minds about who he is. He is who he is. He's not going to change and he shouldn't have to change. Let's get that. Let's be clear about that. So, you know, like I said, man, I personally didn't have a problem with the photo now. Don't get me wrong. Cam goes out there and we win six games again and he completing 53% of his passes. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Right? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's gonna be the, those people who hate him are probably gonna come to the game with posts like, "Hey, remember that? Like, yeah, the week's passing." If you can, yeah, if you can, but at the same time, man. Uh, and before before we move on to the next topic, even though I didn't necessarily agree with it, just because of the position that he holds, let's let's let it be known that this is Cam expressing himself again because a season ago that photo doesn't come out. Uh, he doesn't know. post. But let me ask you a question. Is all expression good expression? Depends on your, your perspective because yeah. some people legitimately believe any press is good press. So from what perspective are you looking? Yeah, it, it, the act itself sucks. But guess what we're doing right now? We're talking yeah, about Cam Newton. That's true. Yeah. We're talking about Cam Newton. So, um... With the old regime, he doesn't post that photo. So the fact that he had the the confidence mm -hmm. to post it says something about the culture of the Carolina Panthers right now as opposed to years past. Gotcha, gotcha. So another topic of conversation <laughs> by Cam. Ooh, we love it's, Cam, boy. Uh, it's, 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 it's his drip, the sauce. The sauce. The sauce, man. man. <laughs> Yo, so, so how did we even come up about that word? I, I think I'm the old one here of the three of us. How did drip become the word for your dress code? You know what? So, uh, so you, you don't have no drip to understand, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so only people with drip can understand. You're not, you're not That's, okay, I got this. So I guess so. Rewind it back. So the story that I heard was a Houston rapper named Sauce Walker. That's why I went. Oh, he he came up with the word sauce and dripping. You know, God, what I'm old. I just want to say that Sa <laughs> Sauce Walker. Oh, okay. he's, he's my eyes. He's in his thirties. Like all rappers, they're old. He came up with the word, and you know how the, the Atlanta rappers like to hijack everything, so they hijacked the word, and <laughs> it, it became an Atlanta thing. <laughs> but I'm just gonna jab you there. <laughs> but why why is what can wear still a topic of conversation? I just don't get it. I mean, explain. It to me. I, I'm so lost. Let, let me start with this one, man. People just have to find something to hate about the guy, man. We are all pretty hardcore about football and sports in general. 
Yeah. Why do we care? Look, man, Cam has wore some really outrageous stuff. Let's <laughs> and there's no denying that. He had one outfit, we had a green hat, and he looked like Voldemort. Like he, he had like <laughs> a, pink, a pink shirt. And, and listen, it 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 it, it, it gave us the desired effect. We, it was it was like it, it popped off at the screen and maybe that's all he wants out of this. Gotcha. But at the same time, man, it is so unimportant. It is so completely unimportant what this dude wears to the game and after the game, man. I just don't care enough, man. Gotcha. I, like, complete 65% of your passes, man. You can wear a pink tutu for all I <laughs> I don't care. Win us the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, and I think I think it goes back to my comments earlier. He, he's a face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. We, we we live in the South. We're, we're in the Bible Belt. And I think a lot of people just find something to hate. Now, if Cam Newton was a wide receiver, if he was a running back, if he was a defensive back, there would still be conversation, but I don't think it would be to the degree that we see now. He's the quarterback. And there's a a lot of people stuck in their old ways who just don't like seeing Cam Newton back there playing quarterback. So, do I agree with the stuff he wears? No, I would never have that much drip. Never have that much drip. Let me go crease my jeans and all this stuff. <laughs> and I would never have enough drip to wear what Cam didn't wear. But as long as he shows up on gotcha. Sunday afternoons and he completes 65, 67% of his passes and wins more games than he loses, I don't care what he wears. And we talked about this off camera while uh, about an hour ago. If Cam Newton was in California, this is this is no problem. No this problem. is not a story. If he was in Florida, this is not this is a non-story. Now Florida pretty eccentric too. They're pretty eccentric down the South Beach. Say yeah, yeah. But it's no problem. And I think some fans just truly don't care about what he does gotcha. on the field. And the reason why I say this is because you look at somebody like like. Uh, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls does Matt Ryan have? Zero. Okay, so 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 you take a boy out of San Diego, Phillip Rivers. How many Super Bowls does he have? Nada. Does he dress like him? No. Does Matt Ryan dress like him? No. So obviously your dress your dress code doesn't have a play <laughs> in, 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 in in how you perform gotcha. on the field. And I don't I don't, I, I think it's just a, but, it's a, it gives them but, another reason to hate. But also keep in mind, man, like a lot of times, like and again, I like to kind of gauge a lot of stuff off social media, you know what I mean? Because you get it posted to people. And a lot of times, man, the people who post all the crazy stuff he wears, they don't really have anything to say about football related stuff. It's like the it's like the the, the, the gateway to enter a quote unquote football conversation. Gotcha. So like I don't really know the game, but I saw Cam War last you Sunday, so I can talk about that. And I, I personally don't even feed it. And then let me screenshot it and keep it in my phone. Right. So just in case, about it just later. in case the Panthers lose, I can like. And then hey, I, I can post it. Right. Right. So, right. So, so, so let me say, let me, let me put this to another question. So do you think the fans in Charlotte and the Carolinas in general don't appreciate what we truly have in Cam Newton? A true superstar quarterback in your opinion? No, they don't. No, as a fan base, are are there fans within the fan base who appreciate and acknowledge what Cam brings to the team as well as football in general? Yes, 
as a football, as a fan base in general, as a city, as uh, two states? No, we don't. And I'm not even going to explain. I'm just going to say no. I'm, I'm with I'm with you on that. And I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I will say this. I have said a lot of times that our, fan, our sports fan base in general in this town is very unsophisticated. And I think what what really speaks to that is now I'm not saying any I'm not saying he is adverse from criticism. That's not the it's not the same thing as what I'm saying. But I think that, you know, with our fan base, we feel like being real fans is simply complaining all the time. And that's with that's across the board in this city, man. And my whole thing is like criticism is one thing, but just talking about what the guy wears and his Instagram pictures <laughs> and all this stuff that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. it just speaks to an unsophisticated fan base. Why do we care? This dude has won an MVP. We have a Super Bowl appearance with this guy. He's been an All Pro. Well, do you want to go back to the Chris Winky days, like? <laughs> Because the thing, if that doesn't show you how unappreciative you are, I don't know what else does, man. But you, and you know what's sad about that? There are fans within this fan base no who would rather we go back to Chris Winkie as opposed to have Cam Newton just because Cam is Cam. That's gotcha. that's absolutely that's accurate and crazy. Yeah. All right. Speaking of unsophisticated, <laughs> um, Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> The leader of the NFL competition committee and his band of, <laughs> and his band of bitchy fans did complain in the NFL passed the new pass interference rule. Have at it. Have at it. Have at it. I was number one. I wish I could stick my middle finger up in the <laughs> Sean Payton, thank you for now allowing NFL games to be five hours long. Thank, thank you so much. I, I th- we all want more football because I have I don't have anything else to do with my Sundays than to watch five hour football games. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, look, man, that the call against the Saints. As much as I hate to, as much as I hate to say anything positive for the Saints, it, it, just for lack of a better term, it was a, it was an egregious call, man. But here's the reality, man: egregious calls happen. You can whine, you can cry, you can complain, you can shout, you can stomp. All the things Sean Payton did, you sometimes just got to live with it, man. This is not a good thing. I'm sorry, man. It's just not. And I hate to say it. You can replay all you want to, but if you have incompetent reps, it's not going to matter that much. So that, that's, that's number one. Number two, man, like the NFL, I, I put it to you like this. I will not be surprised if this so quote-unquote rule change is overturning Barry next year. It would not shock me. Now, and that's the one saving grace that we have right now because the NFL did announce that they're they're testing it just as one year. And I fully believe they will go back to the way it was previously because you've heard announcers say every game that on each and every single play, a a lineman can be called for holding Mm -hmm. on every single play. If you follow the rules, a lineman can be called for holding on every single play, whether it be offensive or defensive, you can call someone for pass interference because they're always chicken fighting. And I think what's going to happen is the referees, they're going to let a personal, some personal bias get involved when they're looking at these mm-hmm. replays. And they're gonna, and we're going to look at the same play, and we're going to see a DB with his hand resting on the elbow of a receiver. And we're going to say, that's passing the frame. 
And then the ref is going to say, well, he's not impeding, so we're not going to say pass interference. Mm -hmm. But then the next week, the exact same thing is going to happen, and then they're going to call pass interference. And I don't mean to cut you off, but let's be very clear about something. If this happens in week four of the NFL season, this doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I think yeah. this is the result of this happening in such a big spot, in such a big Yeah, and, and, and even with it happening in the uh, championship game, I don't think this rule doesn't come about if the Saints fan base doesn't gripe and complain as much as they did. They had a parade before the Super Bowl. That's so pathetic. That is absolutely pretty pathetic. And, and um, let me ask you guys a question right quick. Um, the, the the every team in the NFL had X amount of uh, passing interference, right? Mm -hmm. Take a guess as to which team had the most pass interference calls the last football season. Oh, it was the Saints by far. The fucking Saints. So Marcus So the team and the fan base that led the charge and and, and changed this rule actually led the lead in passing the fans. So so I'm gonna look in the camera and I wanna say to the New Orleans Saints organization, to the management, to the fan base, congratulations. Because you played yourself. You completely played yourself. And I can't wait until next year when this rule comes back and balls completely in your face. Yeah. I'm done with it. All right, All right. so so uh Ooh, we got a hot one over there. <laughs> before we before we exit, I want you to go check out this video on YouTube from the Saints last year in the NFC Championship game. We remember that everybody was like, I bet you won, I bet you won. <laughs> and, then, and then when they, when they the, the, the guy kicked the field goal, they you deserve it, losers. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Charlotte has a real problem with gentrification. Um, no. Really? <laughs> Amanda Skate Shop uh, from Plaza Midwood is actually closing its doors on the 1st of April. Uh, they recently had a gentrification sale. Charlotte's been going through many changes, population increases, rent increases. Have you guys been affected and what do you, what do you guys see? Um, okay, this one, this one is a tough one for me because when I'm not making these videos and we're not doing this, you guys know I'm a real estate agent yeah. by trade. So as a real estate agent, this is a good thing for me because mm -hmm. when I see a new development come in, I see new houses being built. I see new complexes going up. I see new commercial properties going up. I see dollar signs. This works for me. As a functioning member of Charlotte society, quote unquote, as a minority, I see gentrification. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't grow up in Charlotte. Um, I have family who've lived up here for about 30, 40 years. So I'm, I've been pretty connected with Charlotte. Yeah. But by 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 having all these developments, by keeping up with the influx of people moving to Charlotte, we are losing a lot of our history. And I'm every day I'm seeing this new development has been improved. Mm -hmm. This new development has been improved. And so forth and so forth. But I'm not seeing anything that we're doing to preserve the history of Charlotte. Because the latest development, I believe, is at um at one of those par Marshall Park yeah. is where is where this newest development yeah. has been approved uh, to take place at. And I know whenever there's a lot of upheaval in the city, I know that's kind of the uh, that's where that's everybody spot, goes yeah. to do their peaceful protest. So once Marshall Park is replaced, then where where is everyone gonna go? And um, I, I I don't know. Like I'm I'm conflicted. You know, like I say, on one side I see I see progress, I see change, I see Charlotte constantly becoming a city that has been accepted by the rest of the country as um, as a legitimate metropolis, but as a 
resident, I see what Charlotte once was being mm-hmm. disappeared. I don't know how to follow that because it's, it's excellent points. But I, I, I'll say to that, man, all that glitters ain't gold because, you know, you look at all this stuff being built and on one end, you're like, man, you know, this new developments and stuff is growing and the city's growing. And on one hand, it may look great to, to, to an eye, but what's happening, what I'm really scared of is that it's sucking the soul out of the city. It's, it's, you know, not like Charlotte had like a really um, um, definitive identity and a really definitive culture, but the little bit we had is slowly dying. Here, yeah. And you look at something like a non-escape shop, like, you know, I'm, it, that's, I, I'm not a skater, it's not my thing, but I know how popular that spot was. I know how much that meant to that neighborhood. Like, Plaza Midwood is a is a great example of how gentrification is kind of, you know, sucking every little bit of coolness <laughs> out of the yeah. city. And Ananda's case shop was one of the very cool things in Plaza Midwood. And now we're talking about that being replaced by what? Another sushi bar? Like, yeah. we don't, we need more of those. We need another Asian restaurant. We need another brewery, which is our next topic. Like, it's, it's kind of, it, it speaks to something that is alarming for me as far as where Charlotte is going, man. And, and it's, yeah. and, and, and I don't, I don't even mean anything racial when I say this, but it's just, it feels like it's going to, it's going towards a very vanilla city, like just very plain and basic and, and I, it, I'm just I'm tired of hearing stories like this. Yeah, and I and I feel like that we are trying to mimic or become whatever other city they may have in mm-hmm. mind. But I think the problem would be once we become whatever city we're trying to mimic, that city would have actually become something yeah. else, by and we would we still be behind. Right. You yeah. know. Right. So instead of being original, instead of being innovative and original, we're kind of just being reactive. Yeah. And that's yeah. And, and another troubling thing with me about this is that basically we're losing all these affordable housing units and we have a affordable housing shortages. We have, we have the past bonds that, that are not enough to supplant and to find a place for everybody to live. It, it's just it's just a troubling thing. It's like gentrification is just like a, a weapon against the poor. And, and, and then there's the whole economic mobility thing yeah, that, that, that just makes that. it even worse. worse, man. And it's... I, I have to say, man, as far as all that goes, Charlotte has a real bad stitch as far as that stuff goes right now. It's quite honestly, man, it's a scary time, man. Yeah, man, especially when people feel no hope. I mean, what do you turn to? Yeah. You turn to I have a question for you guys. Are Charlotteans alcoholics? The, re- the reason why I ask that question is okay. because every single city block I turn on, it's a doggone brewery. Every- it's a brewery everywhere. I'm like, who drinks all this alcohol? There's like beer events every weekend. Like, explain this to me. I don't get it. Let me say something, man. This is perfect synchronicity. What I mean by this, we didn't talk about this as a topic. Me and you personally didn't talk about this as a topic. But it just so happens this weekend, I'm driving around Charlotte because it's a beautiful day Saturday. I'm driving around and all anybody did was go to breweries. <laughs> Like all every crowd I saw in Charlotte Saturday was 
a brewery everywhere yeah. I turned. It was a brewery. Everybody I talked to was coming from a brewery. Everybody I talked to was going to a brewery. And again, man, not to sound like a broken record, but it's getting scary because on that end, it's like, is that all we're going to have to do? Is going to breweries? Shopping in breweries. Can we not improve the music scene? Can we not, you know, bring a festival here? Can we not bring some cultural type events here? And when I say cultural events, I mean something to the masses, not these little pockets of culture that Charlotte has. I mean something the Bal- not the Valentine not culture. Not the Valentine culture. Not not the white reggae band that's coming to pizza. <laughs> not that. I don't mean that type of culture. Okay? I mean some real culture. And again, man, it's this particular thing is scary for another reason, man, because I don't want to see the entertainment get completely whitewashed gotcha. to just breweries. Yeah, and your question was, are Charlatans alcoholics? I'm going to say no. Well, we're going to be at dogs if we have nothing else to do. So <laughs> For now, I'm going to say no. But if you were to ask me, is this is the city of Charlotte as a whole, would you consider it like a place where, where alcohol is a problem? I would say yes, because we've had in the last 10 years so many breweries mm-hmm. open up. It's It's been a legitimate explosion, so much to the point to where you can bring your dog inside. I don't care for pets. I don't like piss. I went I went to one I went to my first brewery about two years ago and we go in there and like this group of people come in and like these two huge dogs come in and I'm looking for the no pets inside sign. But apparently <laughs> apparently that was like how they drew other people to come in and whatnot. Wow. And I played dodgeball a couple of years ago as well, right? The location that we played it at was a brewery. And one, one more thing, um, I, I try, I try to be active. I have an active group of friends and whatnot. About a month ago, we were so we we wanted to go to Laser Tag, so we agreed that we were going to go to Laser Tag on this coming up Saturday. I think it's like the sixth of Six April, April or something yeah. like that. And we didn't go a month a month ago because there was the the St. Patrick's. Um, Bar crawl. It was a bar crawl for St. For Patrick's Day and whatnot. So, cool. No problem. It's a big event. Everyone goes down there. Cool. So, I make the event in a few groups, and somebody comes by. I was like, well, that might be a bad weekend because there's another bar crawl. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, we just had a bar crawl. How much drinking can And here's the problem. It was, it was the 90s bar crawl, right? It's a 90s, but then one person came behind and said, no, it's not the 90s bar crawl. The 90s bar crawl is later in the year. <laughs> this, one, <laughs> this one is, this one is, I love the 90s bash. So it's, it's, wow. it's, it's still a bar crawl, but it's a 90s thing. So it's like each and every single week, there's a new alcohol related event. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, the city is pretty upset about the scooters around. Nobody is complaining about all these beer-related events, and true. I just I don't get it. I don't yeah, yeah, look, look, I not to sound like I'm defending this, but the only thing I can think of, man, like you know, we don't have water around the city. We don't have beaches and mountains immediately around the city. But it's just we got to be a lot more creative <laughs> in coming up with entertainment ideas, man. Like, like again, man, like the, the music scene could be better, man. It could be. 
festivals. It could be cultural events. Like, it's so much more to do than just drink your life away, man. I Listen, I love drinking. Drinking <laughs> is a pleasurable experience every time. But it's not all I want to do. And I don't want my events basically just being centered around beer all the time, man. Can, can you guys imagine a festival ball crawl? <laughs> and, and look, you know what? And I just thought about something. We love our wonderful owner, David Tepper. What do we have at the stadium? Exactly. Another damn beer festival. Exactly. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Man, us. Uh, it's whatever. So we're just going to uh, close out the uh, episode, and we're going to get into our uh, shout-outs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let y'all go first, because I got to get my thoughts together. Gotcha. All right? Unfortunately, I don't really have a shout-out, man. And unfortunately, I hate to end this on a very sad note, but we got to send a rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. And I know it's not necessarily strongly related, but um, just, man, his violent death that he suffered today, it just, it, it hit me hard. It, it is so unfortunate to see such a young talent who was doing so many positive things changing his life around and, and doing so much for his community just having his life viciously taken away is it's discouraging it's disappointing it's, it angers me it's 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 just it's nothing I just want to hear about too often man so again not necessarily a shout out, so to speak, but again, my my heartfelt condolences to anybody who's close to Nipsey Hussle, man. So rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Condolences, condolences, yeah. And uh, you kind of stole some of my thunder, but uh, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey. Uh, my prayers go out to Lauren and, and the kids. Uh, but also, I want to shout out uh, some of the Charlotte rappers, uh, local rappers that are doing it big. Uh, the baby has a a top selling album out. And also, shout out to Luke from Dreamville. You were on the cover of the Double XL magazine with J Cole. And uh, congrats to you. Okay, so I'm going to give a special shout out to someone that nobody really knows, but I got to provide some backstory. For those of you in the Charlotte area, you guys are more than familiar with the Charlotte Observer, um, the, one of the major publications here in Charlotte. And I learned earlier this week that if you go to their website, they actually have an event tab. And it gives you a list of all the events that's going on in Charlotte. And it's actually pretty dope. So if you want to know what's going on in Charlotte, go to the go to the Charlotte Zone. So you mean if we want to know where to drink beer, we can. If you want to know what to drink, and, and it's a lot of beer related events on that doggo page. But if you want to know what's going on, go to the CharlotteObserver.com, click on their event section, and boom. Now the guy who runs their event section, Jonathan McReynolds. Now, I couldn't find this guy anywhere on social media. I couldn't find him on Twitter. I couldn't find him on Instagram. I just know that Jonathan McReynolds at the Charlotte Observer handles the events on the Charlotte Observer's own website. The Hornets played the Spurs <laughs> earlier this week here in Charlotte. Jonathan somehow, way, managed to type the headline that the Spurs were coming in town to play the Charlotte Bobcats. How did you still mess this up? It's been five, like five years, man. We have been the Hornets oh for four going on five years now. How do you continue to do this? You work for the Charlotte Observer. Who is Charlotte, who is your editor-in-chief? How do you type Bobcats and it goes through the approval process and it makes itself through print? How do you do that? 
do better. Okay? Do better. It is, if 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 ESPN calls us the Bobcats, if TNT calls us the Bobcats, we don't like it, but we get it. We're a small market. They don't worry about us. You live in Charlotte. You type for a publication who covers the Charlotte Hornets. What's the guy's name? He's a transplant. Rick, Rick, what, what's Rick's Rick, name? Rick Barnell. Rick Barnell. Talk. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. I'll All right. Next week. All right. We're going to close this out. And I got one thing uh, in, 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 in uh, honor of the Sauce King, Sauce, uh, Sauce Walker. Oh, wait. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. Next week. All right. <laughs>